Welcome to the podcast of Life Change Church, where we exist to love people to life change. We hope that this podcast is both challenging and encouraging to you. Enjoy the message. Well, happy Easter, everyone. I'm excited you're here. I'm excited you're watching, and I'm just honored that you decided to celebrate Easter with us today. Again, we are completing our series entitled Jesus, which means this means next week we're starting a brand new series. So I want to challenge you, come back again next week. Join us online. And we're going to be online through this COVID-19 every single Sunday at 9 a.m. And again, next week we are starting a brand new series. But that means this week we are completing our series entitled Jesus for this Easter message. And I don't know about you, but, but this has been a, a, an incredible series. And it's, it's been a really timely series as well. Because in the middle of this pandemic, we need Jesus. In fact, we need Jesus every single day because of what he did on this weekend. Because of what he did on this weekend that we call Easter. It's something that will never be forgotten. So what I want us to do today is I want us just to jump in and I want to talk about this weekend of Jesus. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to Matthew chapter 27. We're going to look at verses 45 through 54. And again, if you don't have a Bible, we always challenge you to download the YouVersion Bible app, which you can put on your phone, you can put on your tablet, and it's just an incredible resource to take with you wherever you go. And you can read your Bible every single day. In fact, there's reading plans that will even remind you to read the Bible every day. There's, there's verses that pop up every day to keep you encouraged as well. So as we jump in here, what we're doing is we're actually backtracking to Friday, and we're going to see this right here in Matthew 27, 45 through 54. And just a little background on this context of what's happening here. Jesus had just had his last supper with his disciples. Right? He had his last supper with his, his closest followers the night before. And again, if you were with us on Facebook Live on Thursday, we had communion really celebrating this fact and, and using it as a time to remember as well. And just a, a quick reminder, we will be going live every night at 8 p.m. during all of this through COVID-19, just with a, a short devotional and a time just to, to share with you and even pray with you as well. Here's Jesus, though, again. He had supper with his disciples, the Last Supper. Then he goes off to pray. And then Judas, one of his followers, actually betrays him and leads a mob to him. So they arrest him. They mock him. They try him. They pronounce him guilty. The crowds yell, crucify him, crucify him. Then they mock him some more. Then they beat him. And then they actually crucify him, putting him on a cross to hang there, to suffocate to death. And this is what's happening Friday. And this is where I want to pick up right here in verse 45, where Jesus is hanging on the cross. So check this out here. It says this in Matthew 27, 45 through 54. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried in a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing there heard this, they heard him say, calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a, a sponge full of vinegar. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff, and offered it to Jesus to drink. And the rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. 
Now, just a quick note on this. Elijah was actually a, a prophet, a great prophet from amongst the Old Testament. And he was thought to actually help people in a time of need. But Jesus wasn't actually calling out to Elijah. What he was doing, he was quoting Scripture. He was actually quoting Psalms 22.1. Then verse 50 continues on, though. It says this. It says, And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. Right? This is the moment where Jesus actually died. Right? Other Gospels, Mark and Luke, they say that he breathed his last. So this is the moment where Jesus died. And verse 51 continues on and tells all the crazy things that are happening. It says, at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. They came out of the tombs after Jesus' resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him were guarding Jesus saw that the earthquake, saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he was the Son of God. Think about this. Friday was a bad day. The weekend of Jesus and the weekend with Jesus, Friday was a bad day. This is the day where Jesus was killed on the cross. If you think about it, for us, the cross is really a symbol of the powerful work and, the, and what Jesus does for us each and every day. But for them, for that time period, for the Jewish people of that time period, for everybody around that time period, the cross and the symbol of the cross was terrifying. Right? In fact, it was crazy what it meant. It was a symbol of devastation. It was a symbol of torture. Right? In fact, after Jesus, in fact, for 300 years of the first 300 years of Christianity, the, the, the symbol of the cross was basically outlawed. It wasn't allowed to be used in jewelry. It wasn't allowed to, to be used in artwork or anything like that because it was a symbol of humiliation. It was a symbol of torture. It was a symbol of death. It was a symbol of devastation. It was a symbol of Friday where Jesus died. And again, if you look at this, all these things were happening. All these crazy things were happening. And it looked nothing like what the disciples and what the followers of Jesus expected. But what's amazing is God was still working. Again, they weren't expecting him to die. They weren't expecting darkness. It says it was dark from noon to three. Darkness fell over the land. And then it says that the curtain of the temple was torn and ripped from top to bottom. And again, this is significant because God's doing all these things. He's doing some incredible stuff behind the scenes. But what they saw, they saw devastation. What they felt is they felt devastation. As Jesus died, the earth quaked, rocks split, tombs were broken open, and this portion of scripture actually says that bodies were, were risen from the dead and they were walking around. Talk about that. That's some crazy stuff. And people were feeling it. People were feeling the devastation. Right? And the truth is, we've probably been there before. The truth is, we felt this way before. In fact, maybe we're even here today, and this is where we feel. We're in a place of devastation. We're stuck in Friday. For some of us, this is where our finances are right now. They're broken. They're destroyed. They're devastated. For some of us, maybe this is what we're walking through in our marriage right now. Right? Our marriage feels like it's just hanging on by a thread. It feels completely devastated. For some of us, this is where our relationships with our children or even our parents are as well. For some of us, this is where we find our careers. And the truth is, it's devastating and it hurts. It feels dead. It feels lifeless. It feels empty. 
It feels like the earth is shaking and it feels like our footing isn't stable and it feels like what we used to be holy, what we used to know as sacred is no longer sacred and we have no idea why. Right, this is the feeling we can relate to. And what this is, this is Friday. This is the Friday of the weekend of Jesus. This is the Friday of the weekend with Jesus. And then there's Saturday. So let's jump back into scripture and let's see what happens next in the weekend of Jesus. So if you want to jump with me right now, we're going to bounce to Matthew chapter 27. We're going to skip down to verses 62 through 66. And again, here's Jesus. He had just died on the cross. Right, then they pulled him down, they wrapped him, and then they placed him in a tomb. And then check out what happens next here in verse 62. It says, the next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priest and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days, I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he has been raised from the dead. The last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go, make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and then made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. Saturday's not too much better, right? Again, Jesus had died. He was buried. And not only that, the chief priest, along with Pilate, they made the tomb secure. I'm talking like they're in complete lockdown with this. The tomb was sealed up. The tomb was guarded up. Nobody was coming in. Nobody was going out. And again, all of this is happening on Saturday. And again, Jesus' followers, they, they noticed this. So where they were, they were really, on Saturday, they were, they were in a place of despair. They're at a place where they're at complete loss. They had just lost their leader. They had just lost their, their normal way of life. They had just lost, really, their reason for living. They lost their purpose in all of this. Right? They were working with Jesus. They were seeing him do some amazing miracles. They were seeing him do some healings. They were watching him cast out demons. And they were watching him preach these amazing messages. And then all of this, it's gone. And really, on Saturday, it looks by, by the way it looks, it looks like all this is completely gone with no hope whatsoever of it coming back. Right? For them, Saturday was a place of despair. For them, Saturday, the tomb was sealed up. Their hope was absent. Again, this is Saturday. And for some of us, this is, this is really where we find ourselves. We find ourselves in our life really on a Saturday. There may be some things in our life that, that are dead, that don't seem like they're coming back whatsoever. There may be some things in our life where the, the tomb is completely sealed up. There may be some things that maybe it's our dreams that feel like they're gone, and even in the midst of this COVID-19 where it feels like the dreams are gone. There may be some things with our abilities where we feel useless. There may be some things with our, in our relationships where we feel like there's no more purpose. For some of us, we're living in Saturday. 
For some of us, we think we've done too much, too much harm for others. For some of us, we just feel lost because of our sin, because of our mistakes. Right? We can't forgive ourselves, so how could God forgive us? And we feel like we're stuck in despair. Listen, I've been there before. I've been to that place where I felt completely overwhelmed with, with anxiety, with worry, with stress, where I felt completely despair. And for some of us, this is our Saturday. This is where we're living in. We're stuck in Saturday. We're stuck in really what looks to be a cemetery, where the tombs are locked up, where the tombs are sealed, where everything is dead and buried. And again, this is Saturday. But here comes the good news. Sunday is coming. And jump with me right now to Matthew 28, 1 through 5, because we see Sunday is coming. Check this out. Verse 1, it says, After the Sabbath, at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. And the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Here's what's amazing about Sunday. Sunday was the third day. It was the day they had been waiting for. It's the day they didn't expect, but here's what happened. The sun rose. It says the two women, it says they went to the tomb first thing in the morning. Right, that first light, before the sun came up, they were there waiting, right? They were waiting there. And what happened is they saw the sun rise. And not only the sun rise, they saw the sun, S-O-N, rise. Right? This is some amazing stuff. In fact, it says that there was this violent earthquake. And what was happening, again, God was moving. Oftentimes, God's moving behind the scenes when we don't even know it. God's moving, doing some incredible things, using his power in a mighty way. And what he was doing, he's ushering in a whole new time period. He was ushering it in a new age. And then the angel came down, right, rolled away the stone and told the women, don't be afraid. I think for some of us, as we're here on this Sunday, as we're celebrating Easter, we need to hear those words right now. Don't be afraid. Again, the women, they're in the middle of, des- in, of devastation, right? They're, they're in the middle of this despair. And the angel says, don't be afraid. And I think for some of us, that's where we find ourselves. We find ourselves in the middle of despair. We find ourselves in the middle of devastation. And we just need to hear the words, don't be afraid. And here's why. Because the tomb is empty. Hey, Jesus is not there. Jesus conquered death, right? Because of Jesus, death has no sting. He rendered it defeated. It went from desperation to redemption. With Jesus, it goes from despair to resurrection. That's the weekend of Jesus. That's the weekend with Jesus because this is who Jesus is. In fact, that's what I want us to walk away with today. This is what I want us to understand. If you get nothing else, get this. The resurrection is not an event. It's a person. The resurrection is not an event, it's a person. It's not something we just celebrate once a year. 
right? It's not something we just celebrate once, once a week. It's not something we just come together, but it's something we can celebrate every single day because it's a person. It's because it's who we have relationship with. It's who saves us. It's who makes us alive. In fact, Jesus said it this way about himself in, in John eleven twenty five. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. This is who Jesus is. He didn't say, I'm able to resurrect, but he said, I am the resurrection. Right? The resurrection is not an event, it's a person. And who it is, is Jesus. And he's the one that overcomes fear. He's the one that overcomes anxiety. He's the one that overcomes worry. He's the one that overcomes devastation. He's the one that overcomes death. It's who he is. And he shows up on Sunday. Right? Today is Sunday. Today we celebrate not just an event, we celebrate the person of Jesus Christ. Because And here's how we experience them. Here's how we experience the resurrection. If you would, jump back with me to verse 5 of Matthew 28, and it actually shows us this. Check this out here. Verse 5, it says again, the angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen just as he said. Now get this, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There where you will see him, now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. And suddenly Jesus met him. Greetings, he said, and they came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to, to go to Galilee. There they will see me. So if we look at this, this is how we experience Jesus. Number one, what we have to do is we have to come and see. Again, the angels told the women to come and see where he lay, right? Because he was no longer there. They wanted to, to see what had happened. They wanted to see the fact that he had risen from the dead. And not only that, that to believe the fact that he had conquered the grave. To believe the fact that, that death did not defeat him. That he was resurrected. And the same is true for us. It's our starting point to experience him as the resurrection. It's our starting point to experience who he is, is to come and see, to believe in him. If you look at this again, obviously, in this part of the passage, the angel was talking to the followers. The angels was, was talking to the women who, who were really close to Jesus. But I want you to understand this. The invitation is for all. The invitation to come and see is not limited to your background. The invitation to come and see is not limited to your past. The invitation to believe is not limited to what you have or have not done. It's for all, regardless of what your past looks like, regardless of what your background looks like, regardless of what you've done or what you've not done. I mean, if you look at it, if you go all the way back to Friday, remember we talked about this. If you go all the way back to Friday of this weekend, the invitation was still there. To believe was still there. In fact, again, we see it in Matthew 27, 54. It says, when the centurion and those who were with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, surely he was the son of God. If you look at it, they believed. It was an opportunity for even the centurions, the one that literally killed him. They knew that he was the son of God. And listen, that opportunity is for us as well. Listen, again, all these things were happening. 
when, on Friday when we saw all these things happening, when we saw all the earthquakes, when we saw that the, the veil was torn in the temple, when we saw the, the rocks being split, what it was is that God was getting ready to usher in a new age so that everybody could come to Him. The truth is Jesus died not just for a certain amount of people, not just, for, not just for His followers at that time, but for future followers as well. He died for you. He died for me. He died for each one of us, even in our greatest moment of despair, even in our greatest moment of devastation. He lived a perfect life, died on a cross, but He is the resurrection, so He was risen again. And for some of us, we have to come and see we have to believe. We need to take that step to make a decision for Jesus. And maybe that's where you are today. Listen, if that's where you are, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to come and see. I want to challenge you to believe. And maybe for you, maybe that means right now, just to, as you're watching on Facebook Live, maybe you just send the praise hands to us and let's let us, let's us know that you're making a decision to come and see. Maybe for you, maybe it's to, to send a private message. If you're watching online on www.mylifechangechurch.com, there's a place where you can put a prayer request in. If you've made a decision, put it in there. Let us know that you made the decision to come and see, to believe, to experience the resurrection to experience who Jesus is. Number one, come and see. And then number two is go and tell. Again, the angel, if you look at it, said go quickly and tell the others. I don't just keep this to yourself. I don't just keep this and, and, and ponder on it, but go and tell the others. Go and tell everything, right? This is the person. This is Jesus. This is your leader. This is your Savior. This is the one who died on the cross, but now he's no longer in the tomb anymore. So go and tell. Tell the others. Tell the disciples. Tell everyone. And listen, we need to do the same thing. Here's the truth. The truth is our relationship with Jesus is personal, but it's not private. We need to share it. We need to tell others. And this week, I want to challenge you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, tell someone about it. Again, tell us. Send us a message at Life Change Church. I tell your family. Tell somebody that, that, that you know that, that's a believer too. Tell somebody you know that's not, right? Because we have this opportunity to go and tell. And listen, maybe you made a decision to follow Jesus a long time ago. Listen, I want to challenge you. Don't stop telling. Don't quit. But keep going. Keep sharing the good news. Keep sharing who Jesus is. Keep sharing the fact that he is the resurrection. Keep sharing the fact that he did conquer death, right? Share this message right now on Facebook. You can do that. If you're watching on Facebook, hit the share button right now. Share a link in an email. Let somebody know. Share posts from Life Change Church this week. Share scriptures that you're reading in the Bible. Listen, again, we push the Bible off because you can do some amazing things. You can copy, paste, you can make images and share it to encourage others. And listen, once we're back, once we're meeting in person after all this COVID-19 stuff is, 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 goes away, bring people. Go and tell. Invite them in. Bring people with you. So we're called to go and tell. And then finally, number three, we're called to fall and worship. As it says, when, when Jesus met the women, they clasped his feet and worshiped him. To clasp his feet means that they had to fall down at his feet. To clasp his feet means that they had to stop what they're doing and they worshiped him. And here's what's amazing. All throughout this series, we've seen where Jesus meets us in our place of need. We've seen where, where Jesus shows up. We've seen where Jesus does miracles, even in the midst of, of hard times, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, he shows up. And here's what we need to do. When we respond, we need to respond by worshiping him. 
And to worship Him means that we make Him Lord of all. It means that we place Him above everything else in our lives. Listen, that's what worship is. And that's what we're called to do. And when we do that, we experience Him. Fall and worship. So the resurrection is not an event. It's a person. And it's Jesus Christ. And today I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you not only to celebrate this weekend, but celebrate every day. Celebrate it through the relationship that you can have with Jesus by coming and seeing, by believing in Him, then by going and telling, and by sharing with others, and then by following and worshiping Him. Right? Today's Sunday, and it's the day we could celebrate every single day. You would join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank You. God, we thank you that, that it's Easter Sunday, but we thank you that the resurrection isn't just an event, but it's a person. And it's a person that we can have a relationship with. God, it's a, it's a person that we can have a relationship with because you loved us so much that you gave him to us. You gave your son for us. God, right now I pray with those that, that made the decision to, to come and see, to believe. God, I pray for those. God, I pray that, that right now, God, wherever they are, God, that you will, that you will forgive them of their sins. God, you take those away from them, make them clean, God, and let them become a follower of you, God, by committing their lives to you. God, I pray for those that, that need to go and tell and share, to share the good news with others. God, I pray that, that we do that in this moment and we work in that and we flow in that. And God, I pray that we just fall and worship you. You do amazing things each and every day. God, help us not to, to overlook those things, but let us fall and worship you. We love you. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Life Change Church podcast. If you were here today and you were listening and you made a decision to follow Christ, we would love to hear about it. Or maybe you're here and you're listening and that God is asking you to make the next step with whatever that it is in your life. We would love to hear about it and partner up with you. If you would, go to www.mylifechangechurch.com and under the media section, please fill out the contact us information and let us know if you made a decision to follow Christ. Let us know what God is asking of you. And if you need prayer, we would love to partner up with you in prayer as well. We hope that you enjoyed the podcast and that it both encouraged and challenged you. Have a great week.